to the Parents' Way podcast, where we invite you to a conversation about progressive spirituality, politics, and parenting. I'm Angela Jernigan, and I'm here today with my partner, Neil Stonis. And today we want to talk about um, the things that we have noticed in, the, in our lives where people are feeling very f- threatened by the current political climate. And we want to talk, raise up some of the families that we've met without naming them, without identifying them, obviously. But we, we've just been struck by the real impact that these times have on families. And, um, and about, in contrast, that perhaps at the beginning, and then we'll leave that alone after that, but I've been reading these articles, Angela, recently about from people who are saying, you know, don't worry too much about Trump. He's mostly an idiot and he doesn't really know what he's doing. And the fear are not fears are not real. And what I've noticed is that these are always written by white men. And so am I. I'm a white man. But there is a way in which I want to, b- because of that, respond to it and kind of go, no, that's a, that's not a storyline that I uh, want to support and I actually want to speak to it very directly. Yeah. yeah, the impact of this political climate is very real oh, it's on so, so many people's lives. And um, Niels and I were just talking this morning uh, about the families in our world who just in the last week we've been aware of, um, where we have have someone in our world who is an undocumented yeah. immigrant. Right. Her child, who's now five, um, is a citizen. Yeah. And whether she's going to be able to remain in this country or not is a very real question she's living with. She, all the time. And yeah, her child is not a citizen in Mexico. Yeah. Um, he's a citizen here. Right. So what she's facing is breaking up of her family. That's there's, right. There's not another parent to take care of this child. It's she is his parent. She is his person. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking of another uh, another family in our world who are just getting to know a little bit, Muslim family, where um, both parents are here in this country with green cards, and the mother's mother back home in another country mm-hmm. is ill, and the mother here and her partner and their child feel that they can't go visit the ailing grandmother in this other country, not one of the seven countries, but still it feels threatening enough to be a Muslim at this time. Yeah. The prospect of traveling across the border to go home means the possibility that you may not be able to come back. And what this means for this mother and her child is very real. Right. Are they going to be able to see the grandmother ever again? I mean, this is this is a very serious question that yeah. this family is living with. All the time, right? All the time. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, and so it's really almost cheap to say, "Oh, don't worry about it." It's like really, yeah. This is happening so close to home, and um, even and then you read stuff. Obviously, I mean, the anti-Semitic attacks on the St. Louis Jewish Cemetery, which was horrendous. Um, and which it's so interesting I I mean I was so struck by the fact that uh, Muslims from the uh, area are raising funds and helping out to restore the cemetery 
which is so obviously to me a sign that everybody recognizes what is going on in this country um, people who are under attack and are being vulnerable right now yeah. are really seeing this and recognizing oh, we need to stand together yeah um, no matter what might be going on elsewhere in the world between Jews and Muslims here in the United States, they really need to be shoulder to shoulder and they see it too. Yeah. And uh, I think that um, we need to be there shoulder to shoulder as well. Mm -hmm. uh, if we take this, I mean, if we really just have our eyes open about what is going on. And so it's serious stuff. It's, yeah. I want to say um, where we're lifting this up. I'm also white. I'm a white woman. Niels is a white man. Our daughter right. is a white girl. And um, we definitely feel aware of the threat that all children and all parents are under. I mean, how, how much longer is this planet going to be inhabitable? Um, is my daughter going to have rights to make decisions over her own body when she gets older? But the sense of threat that we're living with is it's not particularly immediate right. and it's not particularly acute. Yeah. And I'm thinking, again, a few more people are coming to mind. I'm remembering dear friends who have a young transgendered child. Mm -hmm. um, very real concern right now on whether even the Bay Area is going to remain a safe place for this child. I'm also thinking of another family where the dad is of Japanese descent and the Japanese internment is, you know, in his DNA. This is not long ago. And right. it's the, you know, the, so the, the terror is reactivated. And um, so I am not feeling that in the everyday personally. I feel deeply concerned about what's happening, but I can send my daughter to school in the morning and I'm not any more scared for her now than I was before Trump right. came into office. Right. It's, not, it's not acute, it's not immediately critical. And I guess I'm just reminding myself and Niels and I are reminding each other that for many, many, many people, the threat is acute and it is immediate. And um, and then there are some, let's also name that, there are some who were always under threat and for whom the threat has not increased dramatically, um, but that was just al always part of their lives, um, particularly in African-American communities. I mean, the, the sense of threat and the, and the talk that they would get about, I mean, m very notably about the police, um, and what might happen in schools and all these kinds of things, that's, that has not increased or decreased. That was always there. Uh, so there's kind of like three groups of children in almost. Like, so there's the, the, these who, who were always under threat and then people who have been now act actively put under threat and then kind of us, mm -hmm. if you want, who we, we perceive what is going on, but our girl still goes to school in the same way and there's not an immediate um, threat to her personally, although we are, you know, it's her friends uh, yes. who are not seeing, who may not be able to see her grandmother again. Yeah. So it's, it's very close. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, yeah. So uh, I, we've been just aware that we want to be remembering the vulnerability that other parents in our circle are feeling. Yeah. How, um, right. And their children. 
and that even if I'm not more scared to send my daughter off to school in the morning, many, many parents are scared at that same school, perhaps, to yeah. be sending their children to school that day. And um, so I'm just keeping this in mind as I interact with people that these are very, very tender times, and we can't always tell on the surface um, who has a lineage of trauma that's being ignited right now, right. Um, who has a child with a disability that I cannot see or do not know about, um, but that we are walking around with this real sense of vulnerability, yeah. and it's different, and it's different for different of us, but I'm just trying to remember that and, and treat people with as much tenderness and care as yeah. I can. Um, I'm also just aware I've, I've tried to reach out in a few places to people who's, um, who are really in targeted groups, people who are parenting children in targeted groups, and just, just a few people in my life to just say, I'm imagining what this time might be like for you, yeah. and I want you to know that I care very much, and I'm here, and I have to admit it. It it has felt a little awkward, as sure. you know, yeah. like what? Maybe you don't want to hear from me. Maybe you don't want me imagining. And yet, I have to say, every response I've gotten is that it has meant so much to people to be remembered. I know. I mean, I've had the same experience, and and what I've really come to realize again, uh, I'd forgotten it, but now <laughs> I'm seeing it again. It's how important it is to be the one to open the conversation. To really say this, I'm aware that this this is probably on your mind, and whenever I do that, whoops! I mean, the, uh, there's an immediate response, and um, and so one of the I think for you as, as well as for me, we're hearing some of these stories because we start the conversation, and otherwise we probably we would not have. Yeah. And so that's kind of like. Yeah, I would invite people to do that, to kind of be cognizant of the fact that, yeah, people are not going to come to you and tell the stories unless they kind of feel that you're there um, opening the conversation. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's true uh, for me. Um, as much as I imagine myself to be you know, a welcoming, open, progressive person, it doesn't read that way always. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, it's, yeah. It's like what we learned about the conversations on race. If we don't put ourselves on the line, we're not inviting an open conversation about race. That's right. Yeah. We're learning that over and over again. Yeah. So I also just want to lift up those of you who are listening who do feel very, very vulnerable in this climate and whose children are very, very vulnerable in this climate. And um, I just want to honor the work that you're doing to be as grounded and self-loving and self-caring as you can be as you face these days and as you care for your children. And you are doing a layer of work that is unseen, unvalued. Nobody's mm -hmm. recognizing you or celebrating you for having done that. 
and it's considerable and it matters and it's heroic it's heroic yeah it's just really heroic so parenting while you feel acutely afraid is just a very 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 challenging task so we just want to say we see you we're remembering you and we're hoping that you are finding the places in your life where you do feel someone reaching to you in an act of solidarity and that you have many many places where people are reaching out to you to be an ally Um, you deserve it I wish there was more of it and if there's anything that you know we can do to increase your sense of safety in the world, please do reach out to me, Angela, and to Niels. Yeah. Um, we just want all parents to feel a greater sense that they are not out there on their own. There are people who have your back. And let's find each other. Let's band together. Let's stand in solidarity for all of our children. Yeah. For all of our children. Right. Um, I, I mean, I'm now flashing the, I mean, the whole standing rock, the way that went down also happened. Mm. And, um, so the native population is also yes. feeling it. Now, if there's one population that had no illusions about um, the United States government, no matter who's in power, I think <laughs> that's it. But, um, still it's, it's, aff- I think it's affecting a lot of people and, um, anyway, the the other th- uh, there was something else oh so I think um, we're also you and I really figure trying to figure out okay what does it actually mean for us really I mean so our girl is not under immediate threat increased threat now that she wasn't that before besides the f- you know all the things that a girl goes through in this life which is n- not inconsiderable. Um, the um there there still is a real thing that w- is required of us to do in our family in response mm-hmm. uh, to this new government i mean we this country elected somebody who was bragging about sexual assaulting women that that has wide implications mm-hmm. um if you have a son i imagine that you know somebody is on the news all the time who who sets a role model that is just horrendous. I mean, wh- whatever you think politically about Barack Obama, he was one phenomenal man to hold up as a role model. Yes. I mean, in so many different ways. For all men. For all men. Mm-hmm. Uh, black men, white men, Latino men. I mean, it was just yeah. such a, fu- I mean, such an incredible sense of character is what you had with him. Yes, and so much care for his family. That's right. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so how is that going to impact us now as we raise our children in a national conversation that has changed so dramatically mm-hmm. to keep our children really i mean we spoke last week about the political lives of children and their inherent sense of fairness and justice and and what we can do to really support that i think that's that i feel that more urgency urgently now than last week yes. uh, to keep doing that if that's even possible i mean i was <laughs> i've been quite passionate about it then mm-hmm. and so i think there is for all parents that uh, that work um but also in particular i want to kind of speak to the parents who are kind of in our situation mm-hmm. where we're, we, have, we have the privilege of not being affected so directly by the policies that so far 
mm-hmm. um, or the, the threat is like 10 or 20 years out, yeah. um, that th- yeah, well there's real thinking about, okay, w- what are the role models and who, how are we going to speak to our children about the reality of what is going on in ways that is not necessarily going to completely overwhelm them or make them kind of the dumping ground for our own emotional distress in this time and still honor their sense of boundary and their time that they're in. Anyway, it's, um, uh, uh, there's a real challenge to everybody is what I want to say. There's a real challenge to everybody. And it involves how to act in our own families, in our social networks, in our communities and, and in the wider world yeah and to really show up as allies yeah which is a discovery journal i mean it's being an al- a good ally is not self-obvious it is not obvious it it's is not obvious yeah. and being an ally to one's own children right. is not obvious it's not obvious in this day and age and so let's hold each other uh, in that um and you know let's say you and i i mean you say this better than i do but i'm just going to start it Let's just remember, um, if this me- is meaningful to you, that we are held, um, we are loved, we are cherished. Mm. Um, if you come from a kind of spiritually more conservative background, you might say we are saved. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's and that means all of us. Uh, that means all of us. Yeah. And so that in our stumbling towards strong allyship or strong reaching out to others and strong reaching out for support and, and being there in solidarity with our, with our own children, we are not ever, ever really alone. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. Which is reminding me, Niels, um, in, in my tradition, in our tradition, which is the Christian tradition, we're heading into the season of Lent. It will be starting on... Oh, we're, we're in, in the Sorry, season. Sorry, we're recording yeah. this a week before. Yes, <laughs> we are in the season but of as Lent. As you're listening to this, we are in Lent right now. We yeah. are in Lent, and we are currently doing a daily practice of interfaith, interspiritual prayer. Um, live feed on Facebook at 5.30 in the morning Pacific time. Right. Um, Niels and I are leading it together and whether you are a faith-based person or not, whether you're a spiritual but not religious person or not, whether you just would like to be in the company of people who are beaming out some love, (laughs) please join us. We would love to have you um, 5.30 in the morning Pacific on Facebook. You can come to our Parents Way page. Right. You can also find me, Angela Jernigan, J-E-R-N-I-G-A-N, and become my friend on Facebook, and I will lead you to The Parents' Way. We'll put some links underneath this post on our website, theparentsway.org. And, uh, yeah, it's so just going to be, us. it's going to be a very brief five right. to ten minute prayer early in the morning a place to gather in solidarity across lines of faith, across lines of difference, to just be in the love <laughs> together. Hold each other. To hold each other. Yeah. To hold each other and remember that there is a larger life holding us, whether you think of that as yeah. community, as human interconnection, or think of that as the holy. 
Right. Um, we are held. Let's hold one another. Let's hold each other, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you know, if you haven't been there yet, you haven't seen us yet. It's five thirty in the morning. We haven't bathed and showered fully. We're showing up in, you know, we're awake to it, but we're showing up as we are. We're just being yeah. real with you. Yeah. So it's no pretense. There, it's not like some kind of thing that you have to get ready for. Just come on in. Yeah. Join us for it and. Let's, yeah. let's see if our prayer life, our uh, spiritual life, silent time can strengthen us as we seek to be stronger allies or seeking stronger allies and, and you know, with each other and with our children. Yeah. And that's it for now, guys. Have a great rest of your Sunday and we will be speaking to you again next Sunday. Next Sunday. Here on The Parents' Way. Okay. Take care. Take care. <laughs>